<laughs> she falls in love with a ghost. Ghost. <laughs> I'm Ray. And I'm Veronica. And welcome to the Chicklet Book Club Podcast. Where we read a romance novel and then we talk about it. Today we're talking about Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Yay! Yay. I'm so excited. I know. I mean, we've been waiting for so long. We have been waiting for a very long time. And we got got denied an arc for it. Yeah, we did. Well, I guess we're not important enough yet. And that's fine. We are media! Okay, that's true. We are media. Well, actually, now my percentage is up to 88% approval. You go. So. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Um, oh. Yes, we have been waiting for a long time. I uh, First of all, shout out to Emily Henry, who lives in Cincinnati, Ohio. Nice. She certainly does. Very excited about that. I obviously don't know where. I'm not that much of a stalker. But I know from her um, author bio that she lives in Cincinnati, Ohio, and the part of Kentucky below it. Awesome. She like frequents that part because Northern Kentucky is essentially Cincinnati. Yes, yes. I mean it's, it's kind of all the same thing. I had an ex-boyfriend from Kentucky, and we did you? Had, I did. Yep. Winter was so cold that year. That's the only reason I dated him. Anywho, well, it's know. fine. Kentucky's Theater. warmer. I mean, it's like consistently oh, no, no. He was ten from degrees there. warmer. Like he grew oh, okay. up there, but he was he lived in the area. We oh, did okay. theater together. There mm. you go. Mm, creep. Anywho, so I creep. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> keep it on, keep it on, the, on down the down low. Uh, he should have kept everything on the down low. Um, <sighs> do you ever... <laughs> ever seen a person, well, it'd have to be a guy, who, like, when he takes his shirt off, it's like a bare skin, uh, like a shirt, like a, like a hair shirt under, like a shirt... Like he's wearing a sweater under a shirt. Is that, are you describing your ex-boyfriend? Yes, I am. Oh, that is, wow. that's, twas. Yep. Mm. Um, hairiest, hairiest man on the planet. No hair on his head. Figure that one out. Weird. I mean, I guess alopecia, like, doesn't. No, no, no. I mean, he had eyebrows. No, no. He just was balder than the day <sighs> is long. Weird. Yeah, he went bald real, real early, too. Huh. And so that it yeah. uh, doesn't matter. Fuck that guy. But that guy, it doesn't matter. Oh, that guy's a creep. He's a he is a possible sex offender. Don't worry about it. Uh, Perfect. A, I mean, not, but he's a pervert. Anyhow, you um, and I really have made good decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I will always maintain that I still have terrible taste in men. It's just that someone else chose my husband for me. That's true. And that's, that's how true. I ended up with him, because that's my true. initial reaction was. No, I don't want to go out with him. No, thank you. Right? No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Christmas Ale was like, hey, you should make out with this dude. And, and you know what? I'm glad you did. Worked out. Our anniversary is coming up. Yep. Yes, it is. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I guess we'll get takeout or something. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to do anything special. We never do. Like, How many years is it now? You know, you know, you know that isn't trope. That the, isn't it? Wait, I was gonna say, isn't it the stereotype that the guy doesn't know? This is what I'm saying. Okay, this is literally what I was about to say. So, you know, like that trope where like the guy doesn't know and like the woman's pissed off about it. 
I gotta tell you, neither of us ever know. Like, and I'm not angry about it. Time is a flat circle, okay? So, like, exactly. Life is fucking hard. The last two and a half years of our lives have been like solid COVID. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's eight years. Nice. Yeah. Yes, it is eight. Because we were talking Excellent. about it earlier today. Yeah. I love but we, I mean, I love you know, been together longer, obviously, but like, that's how long we have been mawed, mawed, mawage. <laughs> Well, you know, speaking of good things. Yes. Tim, something good. So, uh, as you know, I have no siblings. Um, not. Yeah, I have none. I am the only of the kin. Um, however. We're, well, we're sisters from other misters. So. Obviously. And that's kind of my point. Is So, what has happened, because I am an only child, is that I have been able to form, like, a, a family you made. A little Ooh. family I've made. Um, yeah. And one of them is another only child who um, she likes being an only child more than I do at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. Um, but she and I, like, we're both only children. We don't. There is no one else. Like, a lot of my other friends who I feel like are sisters from other misters, like, y'all also have other siblings. Yeah. And that's a thing that I will never know. So she and I, like, she's... She doesn't want kids and is happily married and, like, living her life, living her best life, but loves spoiling her friend's kids. And so she took it upon herself. She was like, I am going to make sure, like, I'm going to buy some stuff for your kid. Oh. And today she came over and we had a fashion show. Fashion show. Fashion show at lunch. Literally, it was like the great, it was just the greatest thing. It was amazing. And it just made me feel really grateful for like the people who, and you as well, like just the people that are in my life who are not my family, who have been like, yes, you are now a part of my family. Like they have just taken me in and I have been like suction cup to them. (laughs) We are just like, right. We go, we go together now, you know, and it's like PB and J, but PB and J, like we are just our own little found family, and I really appreciate that so much, like in ways that I don't think I could truly ever find words for. Oh, so that's, that's my bright sweet. spot, right? I love it. Well, I have one and a half. Okay. <laughs> I would really love right now. My my bright spot would be my asshole stop fighting on the goddamn stairs. I heard them. They're so cute, though. They're half the size of my dog. (laughs) They're tiny. It's so funny. They're like, what? Well, they're both 23 pounds. Actually, no. Luna's 23. He's 22. Oh, hello, Bucky. He's been an asshole over here. Yeah, he's such a dick. Uh, as, as I said to my sister, who was kind enough to come over and let, let him out on Friday, or yesterday, I go, how was the dickhead? He, she goes, oh, he was a dickhead, but he's so freaking cute. I'm like, I know. <laughs> he was a dickhead. I know. Yeah, oh, he's a dickhead. Because he, of course, he's so excited, and then he wants to jump on you. Um, I let him do it, and that's the problem. Anywho, yeah. so my first bright spot, which I said is like partial bright spot, because I found out something today that makes it not as much of a bright spot as oh, I really right, wanted yeah. it to be. Mm-hmm. Is I was so guys, you know we joke about Alex Jones on the show quite a bit because I fucking hate him, and he's a I, pretty terrible person. He is an awful person, 
Again, listen to Knowledge Fight. If you haven't, please do. So good. Um, so good. Um, they are fighting the good fight, like literally. Um, the Knowledge and, Fight, if you will. Ooh, baby. Exactly. I like it. Um, but they, uh, so his his trial in uh, Austin, uh, which happened. And um, yesterday, well, so the, the, the family, uh, the Sandy Hook family, um, the uh, Scarlet, um, I can't think of her last name. I don't remember in, it either. In Neil Heslin. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Scarlett L- Lewis mm. and uh, oh, they, yes. were bo- mm-hmm. they were both awarded four uh, four million dollars um, in um, compens- compensatory? compensatory. Yeah, and then they were Friday awarded forty five million dollars <laughs> in punitary pun- punitive, punitive damages. Yeah. And unfortunately, I found out because I was like, I remember in other cases that I've I've paid attention to that the punitive some states have a cap yeah and i also remember on dr death that was one of the reasons why they did not go after the the the, the, like the um because it took place in texas Mm. is the you couldn't really do any malpractice like it wasn't worth it to bring a malpractice suit up because the most you would actually get was two hundred fifty thousand dollars in in damages so um Unfortunately, the most that Scarlett and Neil will get is seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Probably they will get the four million, but that's in punitive damages, which are pretty much, from what I remember listening, hearing lawyers say, are pretty much like "fuck you, Those are fuck you damages." <laughs> Those are fuck you damages. And so it, it was short lived. Of yes, you're a dick, <laughs> Alex Jones. But then, then it all kind of like. Ugh. But so I mean, if uh, you know, to I hopefully scare him enough for his his other Texas lawsuit that's coming up, and then the giant tech, uh, lawsuit in Connecticut, which is the big one. Uh, they will clean. They, they, they I mean, it, it's the next. It's the next town over from Newtown. It's yeah. being held in, in Waterbury. I'm kind of so, surprised by that, actually. I think it's the. I, I would assume it's the county seat, probably. So mm-hmm. I mean. It's going to be, he's uh, not going to have a good time. So I mean, I couldn't, you, you were watching the trial, but I could not. That's, I was. It's not, I cannot. I, for my mental health, not a good idea. Well, you know, the only saving grace I have to say is like, well, Scarlett Lewis. She's incredible. Emotional. She's incredible. I did see one, I think it was a TikTok that was like a, a snippet of, of something she was saying to him. And it was, she like, was like, she was so she put was, together. Exactly. That's what she was more like. Neil is definitely more on the emotional of the two of them. Not that she's not emotional, but she's more like, I, I, I'm here to do a job. My job is to make sure that people know my child was a you know lived and existed because you've been telling people he hasn't. Um, but and and I had the saving grace for Neil is I couldn't hear a lot of his. So unfortunately, like, and his was the more like you probably if you could hear it, like honestly, the, the he was so far away from the mic. And I think it was a saving grace for anybody because people were that were in the courtroom said they were just weeping. Um, and so I missed a lot of it. Um, yeah, I don't think I mean, there's no possible way I could have listened to that. No, um, but just sit and watch Alex Jones. Um, just get up there and just lie. I mean, literally, like, lie after lie after lie after lie. And uh, it's frustrating because, I mean, you know, like, people like people now are like, well, you know, he said now that Sandy Hook is, you know, he, he admits that Sandy Hook was real. It's like, he's lying to you. He's lying because he gets the chance to get out of this. He did this before. He's done this be- in the past with other cases where he's been, like, anyhow, needless to say, it's whatever. <clears throat> 
another happy thing, which will also come into play later, is the Sandman premiered yesterday on Netflix. I'm so <gasps> fucking excited. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god, I have to tell Mr. Veronica. Oh my god. I so I might have instead of reading, might have stayed up till one o'clock watching the first seven episodes. <laughs> and I, because I, I've read the comics and I have listened to, which I'm going, well, listened to the BBC uh, dramatization with James McAvoy as Dream. But Tom Sturgis, oh my God, he is just Sturgis, Sturridge, 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 whatever. <laughs> Sturridge, it doesn't matter. Sturgis is a place, I think. <laughs> um, he's fan-fucking-tastic as, as, as Dream. It's so good. It's so good. So Once upon a time, excited. I bought that whole series for Mr. Veronica, and he mm-hmm. read it, but I have not. So it's on it's, my list. Um, like, it's not one of the things that I want to read, um, mm-hmm. but I just, you know, TBR well, and if, endless. And it's like, if you when you read the comic books, there's so many shots from the show that are, you know, like, called right from, pulled right from the, um, from the comic. So it's fantastic. All right. Well, I'm going to have to... I did text him and was like, oh, my God, Sandman came out. Um, so I will have to, like, read each one and then we can watch the episode together. He will be mm-hmm. infuriated that he has to wait for me. I mean, Love I- you, betrothed. We are <laughs> married forever. Well, you can't get what? out. You're what? Mowed. Mowed. Yep, there you go. Mowage. Yep, Two um. love. <laughs> All right, biatch. Now that I've talked your ear off. Oh, that's okay. Would you like to take a quiz? I would love to. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, we'll talk about it afterward. Okay. Um, Okay, so pretend to star in a rom-com and we'll guess when and where you'll get married. Okay. (laughs) I mean. If they guess for real what happened, I'm going to lose my shit. Well, then we, we, I think we start, like, we start a cult of BuzzFeed quizzes that we are followers of um mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so first one who will play you uh i don't know who this girl is veronica maybe veronica um ecker last name is e-c-h-e-g-u-i ecker oh spanish actress okay got it um Gemma chan Wait, Zendaya. wait. So I'm picking my lead actress. Is that what you're saying? Oh, who's gonna play you? Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Zendaya or Bradley Cooper? <laughs> you might want to look at Veronica, whatever her name is. I did look her up. She's beautiful okay. and she's Spanish, which is like not me. Who is the second person? <laughs> Gemma Chan. <laughs> not me either. Based on no. the fact that her last name is Chan. Yeah, she's Asian. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the third person? Zendaya. <laughs> so Bradley Cooper is what we're going with. You're going Bradley Cooper? Okay. Yes. I mean, if we're go- like, who's going to play me? Do I want to look like Veronica there? Yes. Would I also like to look like Zendaya? Yes. However, I am a white lady. <laughs> yeah. But you could just go by personality. Okay. If we're going by personality, like, can we go Zendaya then? Because she's amazing. Okay. I love her. Now I've got to refresh. And she's Shit, sorry. Die. Hold it. It's fine. Okay. Where will your story unravel? Mexico, London, Italy, or Brazil? Ooh. 
Mexico. Did you already it, select it? No. Italy. Italy. Um, well, Italy. <laughs> no, let's say Brazil. Um, so who will be the love interest? Oh, Michael okay. B. Jordan. Okay, Michael B. Jordan. Sam Clayfin. Clayflin. Wait, Laughlin. I don't know who that is. Hang on. Sam. Uh, it's the guy from um, oh, play, uh, b- b- oh. B- b- Hunger Games. <gasps> played, uh, oh, okay. Who plays Finn? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Gail Garcia or uh, Aubrey Plaza. I was like, I threw me for a second. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> Hang on. Who's Gail Garcia? Um, oh, God, he was in Mozart in the Jungle, I believe. I think. I could Gail be Garcia. Oh, um, okay. Hang on. Was Got he him. in oh, Mozart damn. in the Jungle? Yes, he was in Mozart in the Jungle. Okay. <sighs> Holy shit. Okay. Um, I know, those three gentlemen. And not that Aubrey Plaza is not pretty. No, it's just that if you... I just, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, those... Yeah. Who's the first one again? Oh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. How do you choose? It's like... Oh, God. Okay. Um... This is not reality, Veronica. You can just pick a person. This has no effect. None. Yes. Michael B. Yeah. Jordan. Okay. I like it. Um, how did you guys meet? They were towing my car. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. 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 These get really crazy. Okay. I was supposed to translate their book, but edit it heavily instead. Uh they were representing my ex-partner in our divorce, or I crashed my bike into the lemonade stand. I crashed my bike into the lemonade stand. Okay, I like it. Oh no, there's a problem. Oh, of they're course. moving to the <laughs> they're moving to the other side of the world. We kind of love love but hate each other. Also, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I love this quiz. My parents don't <laughs> like them one bit, or they're engaged to someone else. I mean, if you don't pick the second one. <laughs> I mean, but also aliens. Like, <laughs> yes, also enemies to lovers, but also aliens. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. You have to like. There's have to be a common problem that you need to like solve together that brings you together. <laughs> Probed. <laughs> Ghosted. Anyhow, guys, go back and find that book that I don't remember the name of it right now. It's fine. The no trespassing. It was what no was trespassing. It? That's right. I was like, I don't remember. I, I just, uh, yeah. That was one of my Went. favorite moments on this show. <laughs> <laughs> she falls in love with a ghost. Ghost. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking about aliens. Probed. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. Hundred percent. There's already one, at least one, totally. probably male, male, male romance called Probed. I'm telling if you, there right isn't. I'm gonna be now. really disappointed. If it, there's not, I'm writing it tomorrow. There you what go. Are you talking about? There you go. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Who will who will be your sidekick through it all? <laughs> My cute son. I mean, it would assume the character uh, or the person. A uh, p- a pug named Marbles. <laughs> Donkey from from Shrek. Jonah Hill. I need Donkey from Shrek. Okay. Oh my god, my eyes. Who's getting a makeover at some point? I hope it's Donkey from Shrek. No, okay. Uh, I hope me, or them, or my apartment, or my wardrobe. Or Donkey from Shrek. My apartment. Okay. 
something very romantic happens when they chase me on the airport runway shoeless but carrying flowers or we forgive each other in the pouring rain or they give me a fluffy puffy 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 they give me that sounds like no way that's <laughs> that is a that <clears throat> is a that is a that's okay, either not, sexual or illegal in most states i would say that's a blowjob they give me a fluffy puppy as a token of their love or they fight the, my mean boss and then propose um, run down like the the runway. Yeah. Pair, yep. mm-hmm. What's your happy ending? <laughs> I know this first one's gonna be nope. We make a cute baby. Nope. We move to a small town in Mexico to be together. Oh my god! But if a- that's where the conflict happened, that's gonna be hysterical. Okay, go ahead. I become a member of some royal family, or they relinquish their royal title to be with me. Oh my eyes! Why don't I like any of those? Um, I kind of like the Mexico. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going with, Mexico. <clears throat> You're gonna get married in 2023 in the colorful, colorful city of Cartagena, Colombia. <laughs> your your wedding will be as vibrant and fun as Cartagena itself. In a small, a beautiful small. Ceremony overflowing with happiness and uh, aguardiente, you will look straight into your partner's eyes and feel Cupid's arrow hitting you right in the heart. Perfect. All over again. Then you'll dance reggaeton until 7 a.m. and enjoy uh, arepitas for breakfast. Wonderful. Perfect. You, yep. you nailed it. Yep. Don't miss Sam Clayton in the new rom-com Book of Love from BuzzFeed Studios coming to Amazon Prime February 4th. I think this might be a little old. Okay. okay oh my okay. god. Guys, my eyes are watering. I'm laughing so hard. Oh yep, my February gosh. 3rd. Okay. 2022. Perfect. Book of Love. Check it out. All right. Perfect. I got a card for you. Awesome. Let's, get, let's, let's bust through these. Okay, so that's what I wanted to say. Do you remember what the, what the position was called last week? Because afterward I was like this is yes. in bound. Arched leg wrap. Okay, hang on. He uses a cushion or his hands to raise her pelvis to better expose her clitoris. He thrusts his, his thrusts stimulate the clitoris more directly and as she achieves a better orgasm. Okie dokie. E.L. Coslo right. is on more than one of these. Like, she's on our list oh. twice. Oh, well, actually, you know what? I sh- there's If you unhide them, there is bound is already in there. <gasps> Because I, I had it oh, on the list right. before. Oh, but this says I, um, the classic oral. That's it? That's what you had on here. Oh, because you know why? Because in the second side, I've got. Because it's not a position. Oh, right. But other things that happen. Oh, you have a position dictionary. I didn't even see that. Okay. It's, yeah. So, so when you, when we, yeah. Ooh, okay. So good at this. All right. What do we got today? All right. Let's see. <clears throat> She had, for those listening, she had this hidden because um, we love Yale Coslo so much. And uh, she is very kind to us and gave us like mm-hmm. a very, very advanced copy of Bound. Yeah. And yeah, so and I was I had it hidden until it comes out. Yeah. Which at this point. It's, it's out. Um, she has requested that if people want to read it, that they read it on KU. Um, for many reasons. And you can look at her TikTok to decipher mm-hmm. those reasons. Um, yep. But I recently, like last week, read Bound by Words, and it was excellent. 
Yes. Absolutely. Throwing that out there. Okay, what card do you have for me <laughs> tonight? Ride em, girl. Of course. <laughs> it's a three out of five. His, he, he keeps his legs wide open and she lowers herself on his penis. She grinds her hips gently against his and may wish to wrap a leg around his upper thigh. This positions may not result in orgasm, but is great for its heightened intimacy. So she's, it's just cowgirl. That's all it is. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. Every book, every book I've read. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's in this one too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So we can throw it on the hey, we can throw it on the list right throw now. Throw it on the list. Throw it on the list. That's what I did when you were like, "Hey, I got," and I was like, "Put on the list." I know. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> this one just can't. No, no, what? no. Okay, so I don't know. Wait, if we've what had was this the one last before. one called? Uh, Random Girl. Random Girl. Got it. Yeah. Oops. Okay, you know what? Oh, never mind. This is I was on the other side. Never mind. My my the my box is falling apart. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. I was like, I started to say it, and I was like, no, <clears> don't, <throat> don't do it, don't do it, do it. Ah, Always do it. it. All right, you ready to talk about this book? I very much am. Do you want to take a brief respite? Yeah. And we will reconvene. Yeah, yeah let's do it. <clears throat> do it to it. Oh, duh. We'll be back in two and two. What the fuck? Oh, oh, I did have an, I have an update. I know that we've gotten this from, didn't, was it Emma? Yeah, Emma's one who told us, like, it's respite. But no, I, I heard it. No, it wasn't Emma. It was um, one of our listeners, Janky. Oh, that's right. That's right. But there's a girl, there was something I, oh, uh, because I fell down a TikTok rabbit hole the other day. Because I don't know. If you sent me something and I watched the next one. Of course, Sorry. I was seeing it yeah. for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But there's a girl in there who does, like, things you've read in books. Words you've read in books, but you're pronouncing them wrong. Mm. And she says, respite. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to probably, I'm going to agree with Jane. I think it's, it's just, janky. it's the British pronunciation is respite. And in America, well, also, we but, say respite. Well, the guy that was, who was, because you could, she would respond, she would say the word, and then the person who was watching or duetting with it would say it how they said it. He's British. And he said it respite. What? I don't know. Wait, he said respite or respite? He said respite. He said respite. He said respite. Yeah. All right. Hey, British listeners, please let us know how you pronounce the word respite. Maybe I, or respite. It could, it could, it could be, it could be dialect. Because how many fucking dialects are just in, you know, I mean, there's a hundred and something in that tiny, tiny island. You guys are, it's pretty small. I mean, compared to the United compared States. Compared to the United it's States, small. it's pretty small. How I mean, many? You know, you know how us Americans got me? We got the biggest belt buckles. It's fine. Ridiculous. Unless it's on um, Drew Ruin Me for All Men, in which case you can have whatever size belt buckle you want, sir, because you're hot as fuck. Um, yep. <clears throat> uh-huh. You can have your savage belt oh! buckle. FYI, guys, we're halfway to our goal for our GoFundMe. So if you guys are interested in giving money to um, uh, women's reproductive rights, please, we'll have a link to our GoFundMe in the uh, show notes, description, that thing. All those things. All those things. Those things. Covered them all. Done. All right. Two and two, bitches. (laughs)
Oh my gosh. Guys. Are you excited to talk about this book? I just took a picture of my book because um, I actually have the physical book. And I'm so jealous about that. Um, well, it's whoever whoever reads this after me, if, if I, you know, like I'll end up keeping it. But if anybody borrows it, they're going to see my big pen, pink pen marks through the most of it. Um, that is fine. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I have a lot of notes. I have a lot of like little, which makes me think I'm going to get some. I need, although I feel like. I like these little post-its because I get those half post-its, but I feel like they're such a waste. Like, I feel like I'm wasting things. Anywho, tell me about this Listen. book. Tell me what this <clears throat> the summary of this book is. I have highlighted a significant portion of this book. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. So, obviously, this is our second Emily Henry's, mm-hmm. uh, or Emily Henry, excuse me, a second I think I was, like, going to be plural and then not, like, Emily Henry's book. No. Okay. It's our anyway. sophomore review. <laughs> it is our sophomore review of Emily Henry. Now, listen. Last okay, year- Alex. <laughs> I do the same thing to Ween. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> the end of last summer, mm-hmm. we were, like, we were so blissfully... Ignorant? Ignorant. And we were like, let's read Beach Read, because that sounds like... Well, we also had Emma telling us, like, you guys are going to love it. you got to read gotta read Beach Read. It's amazing. you got to read Beach Read. <clears throat> so we were like, okay, we'll read Beach Read. And then we read it, and then we both sobbed mm-hmm. like babies. The dad's letters made it. the dad's... The dad's letters. letters. It's just like, I could not. <sighs> Emma got an ARC of book, of book lovers mm-hmm. and told us, she was like, you will love it. Mm-hmm. Girl ain't wrong. She wasn't wrong. Like, girl ain't wrong. Girl, girl was not wrong. No. Um, okay, so, uh, oh my God. I Spoiler alert, I cried. You said you did not. I did not. Because I, I, I saw a lot of things coming. <laughs> Another scene coming. Yes. <laughs> to me, it was not like sobbing sadness like it was with Beach Read. It was just like cathartic crying. Mm, I mean, I, I mean, it was, this is like, I honestly think this one has a little bit more angst just because like honestly I'm not gonna lie at one point I was like I would actually kind of give her a little bit of credit if it wasn't an HEA I was just like is this gonna be an HEA I wonder and I was like I know I I had that moment too where I was like do we unwittingly not read a romance novel for our romance novel podcast and I was thinking I was like I was like girl got balls if she if it's not but FYI guys I know but I assume but honestly I knew that that was like I knew where it was going. Like, I got, I don't remember where I hit it. I was like, oh, I wonder. And then I'm like, oh, I'm right. <laughs> so. I did not get all the way there. I got part of the way there. Um, but I, I didn't expect all of it. I really didn't. Yeah. But I'm glad I mean, It's not I didn't a mystery, because... guys. It's not like a big surprise, but it's sort no, of No, but is. I don't want to give away. Not, like, no, no, what... no, 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 no. Okay. Um. Here is the here's the blurb, the description for Book Lovers by Emily Henry. One summer, two rivals. A plot twist they didn't see coming. Nora Stevens' life is books. She's read them all, and she is not that type of heroine. Not the plucky one, not the laid-back dream girl, and especially not the sweetheart. In fact, the only people Nora is a heroine for are her clients, whom, for whom she lands enormous deals as a cutthroat literary agent and her beloved sister, 
beloved little sister, Libby, which is why she agrees to go to Sunshine Falls, North Carolina for the month of August when Libby begs her for a sister's trip away with visions of a small town transformation for Nora, who she's convinced needs to become the heroine in her own story. But instead of picnics in meadows or run-ins with a handsome country doctor or bulging four-armed bartender, <laughs> Nora keeps bumping into Charlie Lastra, a bookish brooding editor from back in the city. It would be a meet-cute if not for the fact that they've met many times and it's never been cute. If Nora knows she's not an ideal heroine, Charlie knows he's nobody's hero. But as they are thrown together again and again in a series of coincidences no editor worth their salt would allow, what they discover might just unravel the carefully crafted stories they've written about themselves. I might call shit on most of that summary. (laughs) And pray tell, what shit do you call? Well, for one, they're not rivals. They don't even have the same job. No, they're not. They, and honestly, no, everyone was like, it's going to be enemies, lovers. It really wasn't. It's um, really not. It's not. I no. mean, they're like, they're, it's a slow burn. they're I mean, acquaintances. I mean, they, they had one bad run. They met one time. Literally. And they keep saying they have, the, you know, and they, the fact they met, met many met times, times and it's never been cute. I'm like, no, it's been fine. They met one time. Yeah. They met one time and they both like have legitimate reasons why it didn't like, I mean, there wasn't a date. Yeah. Like they were in, in a lunch meeting and it was a professional lunch. And meeting. they worked together afterwards. And so it's like, okay, uh, again, the, nothing, that's not to say the book's not fantastic. Cause it is, but I'm just like, this no, summary kind of sucks. And so right. I'm kind of like trying to like parse out what do we, what do we say here? to actually, that makes sense. And is actually the fucking plot. Um, right. So, I mean, you, and you know, this very early on the very first chapter is setting up Nora, mm-hmm. and then she meets Charlie, whose whose career she has been following because she knows who he is because they work in well, the same industry. Well, and he industry. knows who she is. She's an agent, and, and he is, and he's an, an editor. editor. Yeah, yeah. And so um, they meet for like a professional lunch because she is trying to get him to take on her client's book, right? And the lunch doesn't go well. No, no. I think they both drink two gin martinis. They both have at least one, probably yeah. two gin martinis. And then, um, because it's just not going well, and they both know it's not going well. And then two years later, like the, yeah. is that the prologue that all that yeah. happens in, or mm-hmm. is that the first chapter? Yeah, it's the prologue. Okay. So then fast forward two years later, the book that she was trying to get him to take on that he refused to take on is a massive success and they're making a movie out of it. And so she feels like very vindicated by this and her sister loves the fucking book and wants to take a vacation with her to Sunshine Falls, North Carolina, which is where the book takes place. Right. Well, and the other thing that I was like, "Mm, um, yes, the visions of a small town transformation for Nora, who's convinced she needs to be a heroine in her own story cracked but instead of picnics and meadows or run-ins with that handsome county doctor oh okay never mind i was reading i was reading it differently but it's not like <clears throat> i don't know it's just it's just, it's i don't know who who wrote this summary but i don't like it uh, yeah i wouldn't say it's like super no all you need to know so is is charlie's down there and honestly when do you find out why charlie's there it's pretty early isn't it it's not super late. Like, I mean, it's within the first quarter of the book. 
so Charlie, I mean, and I want And you kind of get it. Like, I kind of got it. Like, why else would he have been there? Right. I mean, I, I think we kind of have to spoil it because to be able to talk about a lot of it. Yeah. So he's from there. He's from there. It's his hometown. And yeah. so that's because he it says in their lunch meeting, she's never been to Sunshine Falls. Yeah. <laughs> like, the author has never, has clearly never. never been to Sunshine Falls. And then when you meet Sunshine Falls, you're like, the author has clearly never been to Sunshine Falls. Yes. Um, yes. But he's there. And so it's not like, again, these are like not clandestine, you know, these aren't clandestine meetings they're having. He's there because that's where he's from. And she just, it just happens yeah. to be like a very interesting coincidence. Um, yes. But, yeah. Uh, I believe it is a real place, though. Could be. Um, or, like, Sunshine Falls might be, like, a waterfall. Well, did you look it up? Yeah, I Googled, and it's, like, Sunshine Falls, North Carolina, World Waterfall Database. Because um, it's where you said it's, like, Sunshine Falls is a real place. Oh, hang on. Sadly, there is no Sunshine Falls, but there, but there are a lot of places that could be this place. Oh, uh, um, oh yeah, I see. Yeah, from But, like, it's on the World Waterfall Database, which made me think that, like, maybe it is a real place. Um... It could just be a waterfall that's named Sunshine. It could be a waterfall, yeah. yeah. Sunshine at Little Switzer, Switz, Little Switzer, North Carolina. Yeah, it's uh, okay. It's yeah. or this is just su- the sunshine at like. So we took a picture of sunshine. Anyhow, of course, there you go. Okay. Um, well, Anywho. they do so like there's there is a uncorkedashville.com eight must read books set in Asheville. So they actually consider this book set in Asheville, which is I guess extremely yeah. Close. And they talk about yeah, it. It's just outside mm-hmm. of Asheville. Which I have been to, and it's, it is beautiful. Um, it's gorgeous. But yeah. Um, I've never been to Asheville. I lived in Charlotte for a few months. Um, I do want to take, while we're on the subject, I just want to um, read this one part. Um, there's a moment where, so Dusty is the author in question. Dusty is the woman who wrote the book once in a lifetime or something. Oh, I did not think that, but that's not, I mean, I don't know. Um, so she's, I didn't think that is. No, I'm just saying you didn't have to agree with me on that one. It's okay. It's not even like shame, shame Shame on you. Shame. Um, Shame. With the bell. Yes. Yes. That's, Um, That's Hannah Waddingham. Oh, my God, you're right. God, she's amazing. Okay. Uh, So there's this moment where where Nora is talking to Libby. Or, I'm sorry, is talking to Dusty. Mm -hmm. And she's asking, why Sunshine Falls? Yeah. Why did you choose this town of every town in, in North America to set your fucking book in? And she it says, she stops and thinks, I guess, she says, it just seemed like the kind of place that might look one way on the outside and be something totally different once you got to know it. Like if you had the patience to take the time to understand it, it might be something beautiful. I think there's a lot. I, I have I have a I have a heart on <laughs> for North heart on. for North Carolina in general. Like sure. I love yeah. it. And I will I easily say that there's probably enough little cities and little towns in North Carolina that it could be a number of them. Like sure. there is a reason why, although I fucking hate him, that what's his face, Nicholas Sparks puts all of his books in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Because they're goddamn mm-hmm. charming. And mm-hmm. if you're looking for like a Hallmark movie, you know, like sort of you know, town, 
North Carolina is <laughs> minus. It's full of them, it's man. It's full of them. Full of racism for the most part, still, kind of. But, you know, I guess if you're a white person. <laughs> you know, but, like, also, like, the Outer Banks are there. And, like, you just well, have all of these, like, teeny tiny cute towns. Well, like, the town that, like, my family lives in is in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. And which is the San Francisco of the South. That's luckily what there it's called. Go. It's awesome. There you go. Um, but that. you got Southport that's right over there too, which is tiny and just idyllic and, you know, and there's just a, when you're on this, I think it's when you're on the ocean, I think there's, you have plenty yeah. of, uh, or even up in the mountains. Cause you have, you know, you have the mountains there too, which is like, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. It's absolutely fucking gorgeous. Um, yeah. so it's, it's a, it's quite, you know, I can imagine. So the one thing they don't go into too much. Actually, you know what? Because okay, let's just let's do our let's do our compliment sandwich. Do you want to start? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to tell the beautiful listeners of this podcast what we mean when we say a compliment sandwich? Oh, I'd be jizzed about it. So the top <laughs> bun is our pro, um, something we liked about the book. Um, the slippery middle is the meat, and that is something <laughs> we you know maybe didn't like as much about the book. And wait, you're coming in last. Coming in last um, is the the bottom bun, which is another pro. So you know we like to finish on a high note, like this, like you know after teases in your mouth from coming. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Daniel comes all over your face. Anyhow, my dear Veronica. Yep. Please give me your pro. Yes, darling. Give me your top bun. Okay, I will give you my top bun. Mm-hmm. Let me get out my notebook here. Um. My top bun uh-huh. is the fucking sarcasm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. The, the witticisms and banter is amazing in this book. I mean, we talk about banter all the time on this podcast, but, like, holy God, the, the number of times that the banter and the sarcasm between the characters, not just between, like, Charlie and Nora have excellent sarcasm. They, they play off each other very well. So- Yes, but so do Libby and Nora. Yes. Which makes sense because, you know, they've known each other for, like, a significant period of time. Like, I think Nora, I want to say they're, like, four years apart. I think so. I think you're right. So, you know, they've known each other for a long time. Um, Oh, my God. Okay, so, for example, let me just go to the first quote that I wrote down, which is on page 65. Just for this, by the way, I've highlighted, as I said, yeah, I highlighted a significant portion of this book. Um, okay, uh, Libby snorts. I, you wish you knew how to roll a joint. God, I miss weed. Yeah, the maternity books never prepare you for how badly you're going to miss weed. Sounds like there's a hole in the market. I say, I'll keep an eye out. The Pothead's Guide to Pregnancy. Libby says. <laughs> Marijuana mommy, I reply. And its companion, doobie daddies. I mean, when you... <laughs> There's times in, in my life that I have found friends that can... It, it's like, I, I, there was a group of us in college, in grad school. I was in grad school. I was like, and and there, we were... We'd have that. We could just do back and forth, back and forth. It was quick. It was quick, you know, like... Yeah, it's hard. I mean, hard. that's you got to find talent. some of the people who have the same... Yeah. humor as you that you can like you get into it um, yeah. but yeah it's when you find it hold on to it at one point um, she so she sees Charlie in Sunset Falls 
before he realizes that she's there. Yeah. So she's in like, what is it, like a coffee shop or something? And mug she's shots. like kind of yep. mug shots. And so she's like hiding behind like some aisles, basically, mm-hmm. trying to like hide herself behind displays because she sees him in line. And so she starts emailing him. Yes. She emails him a link to Bigfoot oh erotica. Oh my God, that was so fucking funny. And he emails her, like, a couple of, uh, like, later in the day or the evening or whatever, and says, I don't want my work email to get flagged, but there are so many excerpts with this book I can't unread. I'm in a horror movie, and I won't be freed of this curse until I've inflicted it on someone else. (laughs) Which sounds very much like The Ring. (laughs) Yes. Which I figured you would appreciate. Um... I'm, Hang on. I'm Page looking 70 for the, is my next I'm one. For, this oh place God. looks like a Cracker Barrel had a baby with a honky tonk, and now that baby is a teenager who won't, who doesn't shower enough and chews on his sweatshirt sleeves. What what did this phone do to you? It's not the phone so much as a sociopathic super bitch who lives inside of it. Charlie says most people just call her Siri. Um, can I read the one? A couple of the ones I have. Of course. Um, so the, the first one, oh my god, I forgot what what are they doing? Um, oh my god. So this is um, okay. Uh, okay, this is. I think this is when she's going on her date with um, is it Blake? Oh, Balake. <laughs> yeah, Balake. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Blake? Blake. Uh, <laughs> Blake. <laughs> Do nice. Say it right. Nice. Nice. <laughs> okay. Um, so Libby's pushing for her. So she actually signed her up for like a dating site, a dating app. Yeah. Moms, yeah. Um, <laughs> moms. Uh, Holy shit! <laughs> so she goes and she's like, she outside the front door. She stops me by the elbows, meaning Libby. We should go in separately so he doesn't know we're together. Right, I say that will make it easier to knock him out and empty his pockets. What should our signal be? They're so quick. Um, and then the other thing I have is when they're at um, they're at the um, town hall meeting. Oh my fucking oh god, god! The town hall meeting. Where? Oh my god! Oh my god! Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? The town hall meeting reminded me of one of our acquaintances because he loves town hall meetings. Like of his HOA, he thinks it's fucking hysterical. Um, oh god! Because he's just wait, 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 um. Oh, stuff up, Pete. Oh, here Can we go. I read one while you're. Okay. Oh, okay, I jump it. Okay, so they've all. <laughs> There's been a back and forth about what the name of mugshots is because one of the town residents does not like the name mugshots, um, and <laughs> and she's like, "Well, you didn't like all this." Is like, we put it to okay? Um, so you you weren't happy with beans to be wild. It was a weak pun, Dave. Reasons you threw a fit when we said some like it hot. It's basically pornographic, and so <laughs> they vote on its motions dismissed. And so Charlie comes in. I jump in my seat as Charlie slides into the chair beside me. Um, oh, and Jesus! Like what? What I miss? Uh, not much. Dave sim- simply filed a motion to rename every Peter in town to something less pornographic. <laughs> Did anyone cry yet? <laughs> oh. Yes, keep going. I love that moment. Did anyone cry yet? Yeah. Um, he, he says at one point, um, this is on page 97, you, he says, are much weirder than I thought. 
Well, for what it's worth, before tonight, I assumed you went to a broom closet and entered power-saving mode whenever you weren't at work, so I guess we're both surprised. Now you're being ridiculous, he says. When I'm not at work, I'm in my coffin in the basement of an old Victorian mansion. <laughs> can I can I go to my uh, pro because it actually feeds into this? Yes. Okay, so there's one scene in particular that I want to read because it is one of the fucking funniest things I have read in a long time. <laughs> and <Okay>. it is... <clears throat> it will be... Let's see. Um... Okay. I'm going to set it up. And I, as I wrote this, I was like, this is my, this is my pro. Um, so to set it up, Libby, the town is, <laughs> the town is putting on a show and they're putting, Oh a, yes. Oh my fucking God. They're putting on a dramatic version of once in a lifetime. And they get up to the, <laughs> it's a community theater in town. Having done community theater, I know they do this. Is you go up to like to the, like the door or whatever. And there's usually pictures of the actors. Uh, oh my god, Libby whispers, gripping my arm as an actor shuffles out in the in front of the painted apothecary drap, backdrop. He wanders to the prop counter and gazes wistfully at a framed picture there. No, I whisper. Yes! She hisses, she hisses. Old man Whitaker is being played by a child. What about the drug abuse, Libby says. What about the overdose, I say. He can't be even 13, right? <laughs> Libby whispers. He has the voice of a 10-year-old choir boy. And blah, 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 blah. Uh, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. She's not looking at the stage, just staring at her feet and trying not to laugh to explode. I dropped my my voice to her ear. What do you think the age gap is between... Okay, so... Oh, shit, I missed it. Uh, at least until Mrs. Wilder, Wilder, the owner of the lending library, comes into the stage, and I have to turn my bark of laughter onto a cough. Um, what do you think the age gap is between these actors? 68 years? <laughs> she clears her throat <laughs> to keep a handle on her would-be laughter. The one playing Mrs. Wilder could easily be old man Whitaker's grandmother. Well, maybe she is. Maybe little Delilah Tyler would be played by the family Rottweiler. <laughs> I whisper. <laughs> Libby flings herself forward over her belly. Uh, bup, 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 bup. Um, uh, 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 oh, God. So, <laughs> Um, little boy Whitaker grabs his back and winces out the F word <laughs> as the pain of his character chronically pinched nerves. Libby squeezes my hand so hard it feels like she might break it. It is very clear, she whispers haltingly, that small bearded child has yet to experience physical play pain. <laughs> that boy has yet to experience the dropping of his testicles, I reply. <laughs> this was my favorite <laughs> scene of the whole book because I was sitting just laughing. Talking about tears, that's I think might have been where the tears were coming because I was just laughing through this whole soul scene because you, you get to build up to it, but you know, it's like it's it's like a, a book about, it's not a romance novel at all. It's a book about um, like... Uh, what's upon a lifetime you mean like the yeah it's the... it's more like our town that's kind of what it's like it seems like uh if you know our town is a book well actually more frigid is more uh, of a not a romance yeah. but um but yeah that that scene sorry i did not even derail but i thought no I'd get my no no, no you were fine it's it, it's just, i was looking for a different passage um because within that like the the interspersion of like humor to break up the tense moments or like uh the heavy moments there were two in particular that like really hit me one of them is on page 281 and it's it's 
Nora talking about like their their mom's funeral, essentially. So instead, I dropped my mouth beside Libby's ear and whispered, hey, she gave a stuttering breath like what? If mom had known how hot the reverend here is, I said, she probably would have made it down here sooner. Libby's saucer eyes look up at me, glazed with tears, and my chest felt like a can being crushed until she let out a scratchy jolt of laughter loud enough that the hot reverend stumbled over his next few words. She lay her head on my shoulder, turned her face into my jacket, and shook her head. That is so fucked up, she said, but she was shaking with teary laughter. <laughs> like, that's... I, that, there were times when I really, really identified with most of these characters. Yeah. That's one of yeah. the things that I really loved about this book was, like, how identifiable and relatable the characters were. But that was a moment when I, like, definitely identified with Nora because, like, that's the kind of shit that I would say because it makes me, like, emotions make me uncomfortable. <laughs> No, I and so, like, I would have definitely, like, I distinctly remember my, this is like, maybe not appropriate. At one point, someone in my husband's family died. Mr. Veronica, one of his family members died. And so we went to the funeral. We were in a Catholic church. It was like 11 a.m. Okay. I grew up Catholic. Okay. And they, he like, the priest breaks out the wine, right? For like communion. And I leaned over to my husband and I went, it's not even noon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but if that's how- And he was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> well, you know, I think it depends on like how you handle, like you said, you don't like, but if I use humor like as a deflection technique. Oh, of course. Self-deprecating yeah, humor. There's a story that I know, um, I know I've mentioned on this podcast, this uh, podcast, uh, it's called Small Town Murder. And the one host, his grandmother was murdered, actually. And he tells the story. He's like, I've always used humor in situations where I don't know how to control my emotions. And so he's like, <laughs> he remembers seeing his his, his grandmother in his, his casket. And she had, the person who murdered her slit her throat. Okay. <laughs> it's dark. So but, so dark. But she, when she was laid out, she had a string of, very thick string of pearls around her neck. And he says to his cousin as they're looking into the casket, well, she'd been wearing those. We wouldn't be here today, now would we? Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> he said it's, but he's like, that's how he obviously became a comedian. But at the same time, it was like, that's how some of us handle, like, horrible That's how some things. of us handle heavy situations. situations. They're like much later in a much happier moment. Um, sh- Nora is talking to Charlie and she, in her mind, uh, her internal monologue goes, I don't know whether to laugh or cry some more or maybe just scream at the top of my lungs. Excited scream, not scared scream. Is yeah. that spa. how you're supposed to pronounce spa? <laughs> because it's like an ongoing joke. Was it happy- it's like how you pronounce spa. Get a happy ending at spa. It costs Holy 25 shit. <laughs> so fucking funny. So funny because, like, at that point in the book, I had forgotten about that discussion. That it comes back and it makes you laugh because you're a startled and b like the moment is so heavy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I have to say, Fucking... like, I don't know. Um, this town felt like a lot of towns for me. Like, I want to yeah. go there so bad because it sounds so unique. 
I can see why. Because Dust, we f- do find out. Well, I'm not going to say anything about that. Um, but even a drive-by through it, people have gotten like an idea that it could be in a, a cute little kitschy town. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I can imagine, like, the town I grew up in could be at, you know... Um, at some point, if they like, you know, were to really do stuff with it, they could be a cute little kitschy town. Um, sure, but yeah, there's. I mean, it's a. You know, I kind of want to go there. I want to go to there. I want to go to there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. I do. Do you have a, a con? Do you have a, any meat for this? <sighs> My only con, and I recognize we're talking about a slow burn here, but like. My only con, really, is that there are two very hot makeout scenes. Oh, yeah. And little payoff to them. No, yeah, when they actually... Like, no payoff Yeah, when they them. do have sex, it's kind of like, wait, did he actually, like, stick it in? I'm sorry. Wait, what? I mean, that it was also hot, though. I mean, the, I felt like well, I don't... it was hot when they finally did it, mm-hmm. but it was just, like, the two hot... It, I was just like, you're really teasing here. Well, if I remember you know, correctly, like, Beatreed, they, they only have sex once in Beatreed. And it's towards the end. And it's not it's not like super over the top because they have sex in the basement. Uh, I think it starts in the basement. And then they end up like up against his bookshelves or something in his house. Because he didn't have any condoms on him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, it like it's starts there. And... No, and that was fine. It was just that like. Emily Henry is very good at writing, like, a makeout scene. Yeah. She's very good at, like, evoking the emotions of, like, kissing someone for the first time that you're very attracted to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, girl, you have done this to me twice now. Which is funny because, like, I think about a book like... A- no one has come. <laughs> Not me, like, not the characters, nobody. <laughs> Literally no one has come. I think I th- actually would kind of equate it to a little bit, like, it's funny, another book-themed, uh, uh, publishing-themed book we read was Meet Me in the Margins, where yeah. their heroine didn't like to kiss. Oh, right, yeah. And so when they finally do kiss, it's 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 hot because, I mean, they haven't, like, she's just not, she's not into it. She's never been kissed. Everything has been very chaste yeah. up until that yeah, point. Yeah, and she's never liked it. <laughs> just Mr. Veronica's general guest starring appearance. Yeah. yeah, we haven't asked him anything about a penis today, so he's probably like, I'm going to stay away. I love you. <laughs> um... No, I get it. I know. I was. I was the same way. I was like, "Are they gonna fucking have sex soon?" Jesus Christ! I know. I'm getting I was blue like, balls. Please just. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Legit. That was honestly my only point. I was like, "Girl, you got you're giving me nothing here." Um, I can say, and I'm. I I wasn't hundred percent in love with Libby. She was okay. Okay. She was fine. I mean, like. I liked her. I liked her, and I liked the banter. Um, but I think I it would be hard for me in real life to be friends with her. She'd be a lot for me. I'd be like, probably. Um, Libby's kind of a lot. She's a lot. Like, she feels things very hard. Also, she's pregnant. We didn't mention that. She's yeah. also like, what, oh yeah, six she's like pregnant? five months pregnant. Yeah. She's like five or six months pregnant when they go on like a one month long yeah, vacation. I mean, Just the two of them. It, like I, that's when, like I was starting to be like. Who's letting this, like, she's going on a month vacation, and she, they already have, what, two girls? Yeah, two girls. 
And I'm like, yeah. And her husband's like, yeah, just go on a month long vacation. Well, I mean, that's part of the tension, right? right. Like, you know, right. like, this isn't normal. Right. That's what made me start. Or at going. least, like, societal standards, like, this isn't normal. Right. You know? Um, like, I mean, it's not that I didn't like her. I did. <clears throat> but I don't know if, excuse me, I don't know if I was in love with her as much as everyone else was. There was a lot of stuff with Libby that I was like, skip. Like, not skip, skip, but skim. I'm like, okay. I mean, Libby frustrated me for sure. Yeah. She did. And also, she's pregnant. So part of me is like, okay, she's a pregnant woman. So maybe give I should just pass. give her a pass. Yeah. But then, yeah. I mean, that's honestly, there's not much in this book that I didn't like. Sure. Yeah. It was difficult. I had to, like, really think about, like, what didn't you like about this book? And I was like, fuck, I don't know. I mean, part of, the other thing with, with it is every time I was reading about the mom, I kind of was, like, mad at the mom a little bit. I was like... And not mad at the, but I was kind of like, because you, you find out like, like, they're living hand to mouth a lot in this book. Yeah. And when, when they go the, 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 to reminisce, because you, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of it was not great. I mean, they didn't have a, I mean, like at one point the mom has a breakdown because she's, she's like short five cents. And I'm like, yeah. okay, there's a point where you could be like, I need to figure shit out. It's a really, um, and that's the part I was getting frustrated with. But there's yes, yeah, but there's a reason that some people have one character has one view, and another character has another. Yeah, view. exactly. So and that I'm was not something gonna... that really played into it mm-hmm. for me was like the different views that Nora had. Oops, the different views that Nora had versus the different views that Libby had, and how they experienced their own childhoods, even though they like. I mean, they're sisters, you know, like they grew up in the same household. They grew up the same way. It's just that I think probably, again, I'm an only child, but I feel like anyone who, even listening to like Mr. Veronica's siblings talk, they all had different experiences with the same parents. Yeah. And I imagine that that's normal. Uh, And I think that Libby would have had different points of view than Nora. But the thing that, I don't know, I I kind of, there were things that I loved about the mom and there were things that I really hated about the mom. Um, But one thing that I never really understood about the mom was how she died. She had um, a heart. She had a, because it was when, when um, Libby's in the hospital, because she started to think that she goes, she had, um, Pulmonary embolism. Is that what she said? Yeah. Okay, that's a lung blood clot. Oh, that's okay. right. Pulmonary. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's that's what had happened with the mom. Because if she's like... She, okay, it makes takes sense. Her back. And, it, and I think... And so this will kind of go into my pro. I, mean, I, I had a lot of pros go for this it. book. This is a love letter in, sure. in, a, in a sense to New York City. This is very yeah, much... Yeah, it very much this is. This is Nora Ephron in a book. I mean, it's no surprise. Also, it's also like... It's a it's it's a love letter Nora Nora personally that's what I think okay. and I also think because I mean, her name's fucking Nora but there's yeah, so right. many um, any references to Catherine Catherine uh, Hepburn there's like, references to actually fucking um, Meg 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 Ryan and all kinds of stuff but also like oh yeah because the bookstore okay. the, the bookstore yeah exactly but what. I think the reason I, I say that is my that moves into my con is because I think living and growing up in New York City, you have a different uh, view of the city. 
It is not. I think that's true. It's yeah. a living, breathing thing for you if you live in yeah. New York City and you've grown up there. And that is what you remember of, you know, like, you know, one character might not remember the five cents, like, uh, yeah. freak out in the same manner as someone else because they're so, um, like, uh, enmeshed in the thought of, like, the dollar slice of pizza and, like, yeah. going to the, you know, the Met on the weekends and looking at, you know, sitting in front of the Jackson Pollock, and, which mm-hmm. I would fucking do 100%. Um, so part of me is, like, it is, I, I loved the descriptions of New York in here and yeah. and, and how, like, it is, it is that so when, when, and when, I want to say, when Charlie and Nora get together, quote-unquote, and New York City plays a third third wheel in their relationship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is they get together because of um because of of New York City and being in 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 clo- you know and knowing each other. Um she does have okay, so and the and the anonymity that they feel in New York City. Yeah, I mean it's always been said you can go your whole entire lifetime and not see the same person tw- twice. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's millions of people there, in New York City. Um, and I absolutely adore New York. So I mean, like, uh, but here's um, I love this description of it. Um, oh, maybe Nora Stevens, I can read you like a book. I scoff because you're so socially intelligent. Because you're like me. A zing shoots up from where his knee brushes spine. We're nothing alike. You're telling me, Charlie says, that from the moment you stepped off the airplane, you haven't been itching to get back to New York, feeling like. Like you're an astronaut out in space while the world's just turning at normal speed. And by the time you get back, you'll have missed your whole life. Like New York will never need you like you need it. And that's, I mean, like, that's most people when they talk about New York. It's like, it's, it's a city unto, unto itself. It's like you, you love, people love New York City and somehow it still will go even keep going when you are not there. Um Yeah. It, it, you're right. It really is a love letter to New York because there are so many moments where she describes New York in a way that is just like. And her apartment and his apartment. And, yeah. you know, like. Like you can picture it. Her The way she talks about it is so vivid. There's, this is very close to the end. Um, but she's talking about the bookstore that she loves so much. Whenever I'm in front of a row of books. It's like I can hear mom's loud yelp of a laugh, smell her warm lavender scent. On one occasion, Libby and I were so absorbed in our December 12th process that for like 10 minutes, we tried to notice, we failed to notice the man in the trench coat next to us doing his level best to expose himself. Oh, yes. When this happened and I finally noticed, I heard myself calmly, disinterestedly say, a book still in my hand. No. No. The look on his face gave me the greatest surge of power I've had to date. And Libby and I laughed for weeks about what otherwise might have been a fairly traumatizing experience. I mean, I've not had, I've not had, I'm not had a flasher in New York, but I've definitely had people come to me that I was like, no, thank you. I've just been like, no, thank you. And just keep walking. I'm like, that was the craziest. Sorry, not craziest. That was the most 
well, I have to say crazy in this sense, but I'm meaning it is someone who has mental issues. <laughs> and like, I was like, like, that was some really weird, intense shit. Yeah. Like, like why? Like, why would that have happened anywhere? Yeah. And you just kind of walk. But it happened in New York. Well, and and like those of those that I know who live in New York have those experiences literally every day where you're like, this of is course. this is unusual. But this is like, I'm just going to roll with the punches. And, um, yeah. This one, too. An old lady with jet black hair. On, oh, hang on. Um, Libby asks her, what does New York look like right now? They've been gone. Oh, I won't go into that. Um, I look around at the hustle and bustle. The trees pushing out of their first spurts of reds, pushing out their first spurts of red and yellows across their leaves. A man unloading crates of fruit at the bodega across the street. An old lady with jet black hair under a white rhinestone cowboy hat picking through DVDs for sale from some guy's folding table. Libby and I look uh, took a glance when we parted ways and realized 85% of the collection featured Keanu Reeves, which begs the question, did this man and Keanu Reeves have some great falling out? <laughs> the way she describes New York felt so vivid to me mm-hmm. and so realistic to me. Right. Because while I personally have never lived in New York, I have been there and I know people who live there. And I feel like the way she describes it is the way that a resident would describe it. Yes, exactly. And it's not like, um, it's kind of like not the, what everyone thinks of when they think of New York is like, oh, Empire State Building and Rockefeller Center and blah, blah, blah. This is Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is like um, Sal's down the bodega on the corner where you go and get like, I mean, that's what I think when I think of New York is I think of the smaller, like, or, or just even like the boroughs. Like I think of the boroughs or I think of something like, you know, um, just small offshoots, like off, you know, off, like, um, what the hell's the one of hell's kitchen, things like that, where it's, I mean, it's so mm-hmm. tiny, but yeah. it's so, you know, it's, um, not what most people would think of when you think of New York city. And I like yeah. that about that. It's like, it's special to, to them the characters and it might not be although like because as when we can allude or we can i'm sorry we can um we can uh get kind of what the what the what emily henry alludes to is that um nora has a good bit of money for what she does yeah because she has her own apartment for one and it's a decent size apartment um, Nora's doing well for herself. But she's also like, it is, it sounds kind of run down, but that's most of the r- apartments in yeah. New York that you can afford. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, she has an entire discussion with Charlie about like, your apartment is rent controlled. Oh, Jesus. Right. Like, Someone that's an can, entire thing. It's like, it, I, I'm, I've seen people on Law and Order get murdered for rent control apartments. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yep. Legit. Um, so basically that, that rolls into my pro, which is, or my bottom bun mm-hmm. rather, which is Emily Henry's pros. Mm, okay. The banter is fantastic, mm-hmm. but I, I think what I've learned, like, so we read Beach Read last year and this, so this is the second book that I have read from Emily Henry. And so what I learned from this experience was that I just love Emily Henry's writing. I do too. I do too. I love the way she describes things. Um, I love the way she, the way she writes elicits 
like a physical response in my body, like a physiological response. Mm -hmm. At one point, like she she talks about like a chest cracking open and Mm -hmm. like the the feeling of tingles like going like starting in one spot and moving to another and just the way she chooses to use language resonates with me and Mm -hmm. so for me i i feel like this is the second book i've read from her i feel like probably i'm gonna love every book she writes Mm -hmm. because of the way she writes yeah um, and you and I have talked about, like, you and I both prefer, if we had to pick a, bo- a book boyfriend, Charlie, we would pick over Gus um, from mm-hmm. uh, Beach Read. But regardless, like, I think I would read literally anything Emily Henry writes because of just the way she writes. Um, and the, she yeah, has. She puts some. Go ahead. She, she puts some lines and, and, and she just she's really uh deft with um dialogue also like she she is the some of the lines that charlie has and we'll get to them i can we'll talk about it after i want you to read your stuff first um as you know i have highlighted a significant portion of this book um at this part that i really liked though um uh she wanted me to go with her but she's happy that i'm getting what i want I wanted her to stay, but I hope she finds everything she's looking for and more. Maybe love shouldn't be built on a foundation of compromises, but maybe it can't exist without them either. Not the kind that forces two people into shapes they don't fit in, but the kind that loosens their grips. Always leaves room to grow. Compromises that say, there will be a U-shaped space in my heart. And if your shape changes, I will adapt. No matter where we go, our love will stretch to hold us. And that makes me feel like like everything will be okay. And that was just like, God damn it, Emily Henry. She is another one. Why you gotta make me cry? I have a, like I have a lot of these things that are uh, noted as loss of innocence, but that's not what I kind of meant by it in my brain. That's what I was thinking, but I mostly was thinking of like um, uh, reflections of childhood. And um, she has this one where she's talking to, she's talking to Charlie about her mom. Mm. And she says, I nod. She just made things better. I can still smell her lemon, lemon lavender scent, feel her arms around me, hear her voice. Let it out, sweet girl. Just one look and those five words and it would all come spilling out. I do my best for Libby, but I've never had that kind of tenderness that slips past defenses. That that hit yeah. me. That you know, um, that definitely let it out, sweet girl. Wrecked me a little bit. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I love the liter- literary references through this whole fucking thing too. Uh oh my god. Hang on. I had one. I don't remember which. Oh, oh I got it. I got it. Um. B tells me about everything that she and Brendan have baked over the last few weeks. Tala regales us with a tale that is either the nonsense ramblings of a toddler or a faithful retelling of a Kafka novel. (laughs) (laughs) She has a lot of literary references, two of which are Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, I got one right here. Do you want it? Yes. Another universal truth Austin could have started Pride and Prejudice with. When you tell yourself not to think about something, it will be all that you can think about. As Lewis Black would say, when everyone's fucking talking about the bear, the next day the bear's following you fucking around. 
um, the other one, so that that was the second one. First one, it's a truth universally acknowledged that cab drivers won't clip people who look like this guy. His outfit says, I'm a man with a lawyer. Or possibly, just, I am a lawyer. <laughs> um, I do not like him. If I'm an archetypal city person, he is the dour, unstoppable, or sorry, unappeasable stick in the mud. He's a growly misanthrope. Mis- misanthrope. Uh, Oscar the Grouch, second half Heathcliff, and the worst parts of Mr. Knightley. I was like, I love yep. Mr. Knightley, though. Okay, it's fine. So good. So good. Uh, she's my, um, where does she say she's my... She's my Marianne to my Eleanor, the Meg Ryan to my Parker Posey. That's what I was like, yep. That's fu- you've got mail. You've got yep, mail. it certainly is. Uh, which makes sense. You know, yes. like, this is a bookstore that is in trouble. Um, she's talking to Libby, uh, and she says, I do not need my date's blood types, I say. All I need from them is a full credit report, a psyche eval, and a blood oath. Libby throws her head back, cackling. As ever, making my sister laugh is a shot of serotonin straight into my heart. Or brain? Probably brain. Serotonin in your heart is probably not a good thing. The point is, Libby's laugh makes me feel like the world is under my thumb. Like I'm con- like I'm in complete control of the situation. Capitalized. The end situation, which made me think of... Jersey Shore. Mike, the situation, Jersey yep. Shore. Maybe that makes me a narcissist, or maybe it makes me a 32-year-old woman who remembers full weeks when she couldn't coax her her grieving sister out of bed. It's just like, the, just the way that Emily Henry describes Nora's love for Libby is heartbreaking and beautiful. I mean, she and and then she she fills Charlie's mouth with some of the most beautiful shit. Oh I God. mean, the ice, the block of ice in my chest cracks. How do you do that? His proud furrows. Do what? Say the right thing. The corners of his mouth quirks. No one thinks that. I do. His lashes splay across his cheeks as his gaze drops. This is this was the killer. Maybe I just say the right things for you. But that's not what made me fall in love with Charlie. Do you want what me to made read you, you fall in love with Charlie? Okay. Tell me, tell me. Because I oh, there's two things. Oh wait, wait. One is okay, Nightmare Brain, but that's not it. Um, Nightmare Brain. Um, smiles with knives. Yes. Also, smiles with knives. Also, as soon as I read this, I also want to go back and talk about the texting because at some point there was a point where I wrote, "We text like this." This is literally a text conversation. I think that you and I have had. Um, Probably. Um. Okay, <clears throat> so FYI, um, uh, but, 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 but Nora's very tall. Well, she's yeah, she's five eleven. Yeah, she, well, she's she's taller than me. But um, I think you should know something. Charlie's voice fades to his rasp as he leans across the table, goosebumps racing up my legs as his calf versus mine. I scoot forward too, our knees fitting together under us like interlocking fingers. This time, his mine, his mine. He whispers, "You're not that tall." I whisper back. I'm as tall as you. I'm not that tall, he says. What my body hears is, let's make out. Yep. Yes, but for men, I say, there's no such thing as too tall. He holds my gaze far too seriously for this very unserious conversation. My skin buzzes like my blood is made of iron fillings and his eyes are magnets sweeping over them. This is this is the line, guys. There this is the line. There isn't there isn't for women either. There's just tall women, he says, 
and the men too insecure to date them. There it is. I thought if you, I was, I didn't want to like text it to you because I knew you'd get it like when you got there and I knew I started it before you, but I was like, Ray is going to feel that so hard. Uh, it hit me. I was like, yep. Yeah, because I, yep. I think I've, I don't know if I've told this story on this podcast, but I definitely had a, a shorter gentleman. He's not a gentleman. Come to me at a bar and we, I, we were we were just sitting and I think I was talking. Oh, I was talking to my friend and he was like interrupting our conversation. And um, he asked for my number and I said, no. But he's like, and he's like, he kept asking the whole night. I said, I'm not giving you my number. And he's like, is it because I'm I'm because I'm too short? I said, no, because you're an asshole. But I was like. No, I, I will date a person who's shorter than me. I have dated people who are shorter than me. Get over it. But I think it's like, it, yeah, it, it's. But like, if you have a complex because you're shorter than me, mm-hmm. that's not a me problem. Right. That's a you problem. Right. I refuse to not wear heels when I want to because you're shorter than me. That's not my problem. Again, that's a you problem. Mm-hmm. Dicks. Um. God damn. The part that I was, I, I said this was us texting. <clears throat> sometimes I want to, but sometimes I want to stuff here. His, uh, the right hip. He texts me things like, holy shit, page 340, and she's on fire, and the cat. I write back, like, I screamed her best yet, and the cat stays, to which he replied, agreed. Sometimes he texts me that just says, Nora, Charlie, I type back. Then he'll say, this book, and I'll say, this book. Yep, that was like that I is was, absolutely. I thought that too I when I read it. Like, I was like, that is an actual before. conversation exactly. that you and I we have. Like, <laughs> yep, holy shit, this book. We've done that so many. Holy shit, this book, guys. Like, I mean, that's yep. yeah. That is absolutely something. Absolutely something. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step all over yours. No, it's you're doing. You're doing great. I love you. You're doing fine. Um, you're doing <laughs> everything's <just> fine. fine. <laughs> everything's fine. Um, there's this, um, moment again with like, just the way that the way that Emily Henry is able to describe something that makes it so vivid to me. I'm back in our old apartment in those terrible weeks after mom died, watching Libby fall apart, holding her tight while she sobs until she can't breathe until she's gagging. I'm drowning in her pain, my own hardening calcifying into my heart. I don't want to be alone, she sometimes gasps, or else we're alone. We're all alone, Nora. I'm holding her tight, burying my mouth in her hair and promising she's wrong, that she'll never be alone. I have you, I tell her. I'll always have you. All those nights I jarred awake and found it all still there waiting for me. Mom gone, no money, Libby breaking. Like, it's it's just this, like, I could feel that. Yeah. You know, like just that despair after like someone that you have relied upon and and I've not yet dealt with the death of a parent, but like having someone that you love and rely upon, especially at such a young age, just disappear from your life is traumatizing. Right. And it has it has made a significant impact, as you find out throughout the course of the book, has had a significant significant impact on both Libby and Nora in different ways. Right. Right. All I have to say And it's I feel like Emily Henry is very good at portraying that. All this is broken to the old apartment. 
This is where so, we used to live. It's been um <laughs> one week. Okay. <clears throat> it's been a while. So good. So good. It's been a while. Anyway, um, I love Emily. Literally, Henry, as soon as you like... said "old apartment," that's where my brain went. That's where my brain went. Right there. Um. So anyway, Emily Henry uh, is amazing, and I feel like, uh, you know, some people, some people are obsessed with Colleen Hoover, and that like I will, you know, I'll read anything Colleen Hoover writes. I think I'm at this. I think I'm at that point with. Emily Henry, where yeah. I will just read anything you write, and I will probably cry while I read it. Someone had a hot take about Colleen Hoover's books on something I was reading. I was like, "Oh shit!" It was it was a hot take. I will tell you offline. It was a hot take, okay. and I was like, "Okay, okay, valid, okay, valid, okay, okay, okay." Um, um, do you want to take a brief respite and then come back and do ratings and what we've been reading? Do we want to do really quick? Would you recommend this book? I mean, oh, of course I would. Right. Would this embarrass our mothers? No, I don't think and it maybe actually. Maybe a couple times, but not horribly so. I think they'd be all right. No, I think so too. I mean, the things that I've given my mother to read, I think she'd be fine with. I think they would laugh at the Bigfoot erotica moments. Oh my God, I laughed at that. Yeah, That was yeah. fucking hysterical. Because it reminded me half the shit that I used to read for quarter mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. crisis. So, yeah. I know. That's been on my mind too because the birthday came up on Facebook for quarter book crisis mm-hmm. this is selective what's happening i get i got a notification it's quarter book crisis birthday and i was like hmm. mr veronica was like wait i didn't think ray's birthday was right now like this date and i was like it's not but that must be that must have been the date that she like Started. founded quarter book crisis or something could be okay glad i used that yeah. thank you facebook for being awesome because i haven't used that fucking website and or whatever name for about a good six years at least. It was kind of beautiful though. Was it? Yeah. Mermaid Cloaca. Was. Yep. Mer- it's the first thing I think of. Yep. If you guys ever want a laugh, I will tell you all about the first time I was writing reviews. And I was choosing the worst books to read because I hate myself. Specifically, a so that other people didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, our friend that cherry pop um mm-hmm. she recommended a book to which i read and uh mermaid cloaca so there we go yep coolio yes let's take a brief respite brief respite we're gonna say it BRB. yep back yep. in two and Do two it. two colon two <laughs> and we're back we're back bitches hello well we get to the really super fun part of the podcast i love this part yep Um, do you want to talk about ratings first yeah let's do it all right um darling yes um if i could please talk to our beautiful listeners about what our rating system is i'd be just about it um so um we have two scales the first is hearts so how Mm -hmm romantical was it did it burn up all your cockles or were you left were they just simmering um then we also have eggplants which is how sexy was it um was it like possibly just a kiss um like say you know pride and prejudice but we've read ones who are like really low burn it's been fine um or is it like straight out erotica which would be a fave um that's it word Word. 
So, yep. um, cool. Um, my darling. Uh huh. Cherie, um, what do you give? Uh, let's talk about um hearts. What is your heart? Okay. What is your heart on for this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I said a four because, like, the fact that they both know each other so well and Mm -hmm. love each other so much that, like, they know what will make the other happy versus unhappy that they can't, like, at one point, uh, hang on, let me get the quote. Um, This is a severe spoiler, by the way. So um, if you are not interested, uh, you know. Go like fast forward. Um, Did you say go fuck yourself? <laughs> no, I would never. No, we love um, our peoples. Um, I'm trying to like search for the phrase that I think someone says. Damn it. Um, be broader. <sighs> I can easily say that this is like while you're looking that up. Um, I can easily say that while this is a slow burn. You get the feeling that Charlie's conflicted pretty pretty early. Yeah, pretty early. Like he's um he's in you know pretty partial to her very early. Yeah. Yep. And she Absolutely. him, but like him more. Like he's there's certain things that happen. You're like, I wonder if he's doing this because, and then it's because yes. Yep. Charlie's pretty amazing. I'm not gonna lie. I I mean, Charlie is amazing. And you and I were talking about this beforehand. Um, We were talking about perspectives, and I'm I'm not gonna go into here nor there with this one. But I think sometimes when you have one perspective, um, Mm -hmm. and you don't write from the male's perspective, this is just my own opinion. Is that sometimes you write males that are like too perfect in some some instances? And yeah, Charlie is definitely edging on the two perfect i love him and he's one of my new favorites but i can see how he would be too perfect at some points because it's like there is no man i'm going to find out you know in the in the wild that is this amazing well no of course not um okay i found it um she says a week ago i say i liked you so much i would have wanted to try to make this work I swallow a jagged fist-sized lump, but still my voice has to scrape by to get out. But now I think I might love you too much for that. Yep. It's just this like it's heartbreaking in a way that like you and I said like I don't know if this is going to end happily. Yep. Yeah. But it's just this if you truly love someone enough, you just want them to be happy. And they're both making that decision. They both know each other well enough and love each other enough that yep. they know that if they ask for that compromise, the other one will not be happy. Yep. If you love something, let it go. Yep. 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 What about you, darling? How about hearts for you? Oh, same. Go side. Yeah. God, it's so good. Yeah. Um, would you like to uh, hit me in the face with some eggplants? Again, it'd be just about it. Um, smack him. Um, so I'm going to say two. Really? Okay. 
I, I mean, it's it's steamy, but I don't think it's like. Like I said, I didn't even know. I had to look back and go, okay, did they put a condom? I know she talked about a condom, but I don't even think they... They didn't, like, they, they talk about a condom, but they don't talk about, like, putting on a condom. So I'm like, not that, like, yeah, I need to know that. Like, I need to know. And the latex was, like, slapped on. I'm like, I don't need to know that shit. But I was like, I... Is he even, like, did he even penetrate her yet? Like, I, that's... Which, again, I'm not complaining because it's, it's steamy. I like it. I mean, I can read non you know fucking full penetrations not erotica yeah but like so i'm gonna say two that's that was that is my like defense of that okay fair i said three and a half because i felt like the build-up to get to it was so hot like there were two very intense makeout scenes and they finally get to it and i was just like fucking finally like, she's laid out on his desk at work, yeah. essentially. And then, like, the couch. And just, it was hot. I think also, like, I, I'm i becoming so um, desensitized. It's kind of like, and I and I have the same disclaimer, because we have a rating system on B3 to where I'm like, you can't also take what I say as gospel, because honestly... I'm going to see some things differently than most people are going to see because I see of so course. much shit. No, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Fair. Yep. I mean. I get it. Yep. Okay. Well, so, that takes care of our ratings. Do you want to talk about stunt casting? Yes. So, I mean, if you've not, if you don't know what stunt casting means, is that we find, we, we take the cast of the book and we we cast that we take the characters from the book and we cast them from like either celebrities or athletes or we've done the the gamut um from you know all 42 episodes of this this journey we've been on um we used 43 start- this is episode oh, 43, 43 shit well we've done 42 before this so mm-hmm. um so um this time and, and also FYI guys we usually leave the the hero for the end because book boyfriends Hashtag book boyfriends. Um, yeah. So why don't we do the one? Okay. Because I end up doing the one that we both said. Okay. okay. We, we, I did. Li- I did do Libby. You so did do Libby. I did okay. do Libby. So go ahead and do your Libby, and I'll do my Libby. Okay. So um, my Libby. We we share the the pictures via the chat, and then we talk. Yeah. About them and we squee a little bit. A little bit because we don't like to share our stunt casting prior to the moment that we're actually discussing it. Mm-hmm. Even though we share a Pinterest account for this purpose, I, and most of the time, like once we go in to check it, I was like, "Oh, that's who she picked." <laughs> but when, right? Yeah. Like I purposefully don't look. It's uh, yeah, but like oops, when you oops. when I go back in to go to my my board, it's kind of tough because I can see all the ones that I've picked. So I'm like, I know this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although last week or last time was a fucking stunner. It was. What did, who did we both pick for the hero? I know we picked Jillian, uh, Karen Gillian. Shit. We both, last time we both, literally both of us picked the same hero and heroine. Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth of all the God, fucking I Hemsworths. I still cannot fucking believe that. Um, okay, so anywho, for Libby, I chose Bella Thorne. Because um, it is described see, multiple mm-hmm. times that she has strawberry blonde hair. So and she has really beautiful strawberry blonde hair. She does. She's really um, gorgeous. 
I don't think that's the natural color. I think it's at least partially altered. But as we have discussed multiple times, who fucking cares? Was she the one that took over the role of Twilight? Or is she the one who got the role taken from her? Cause wasn't, what do you mean? Wasn't she the, the one vampire in Twilight that got the role? And like it was replaced in the next one? Because wasn't she replaced with um, Bryce Dallas Howard? I don't know. Keep talking. I'll look her up. I'll look that up. Hang on. I'm looking up her IMDb right now. Um, She has been known to dye her hair multiple shades of like red and or like strawberry. Um, How long ago was Twilight? Fuck. That feels like forever ago. I mean, it was probably. Um, God, forever ago. She was not. I don't see her being listed in any of the movies. Remember that one ooh. redhead like was the. I swear to God, she was. Bella Thorne Twilight Breaking Dawn 2. Oh, really? So Okay, keep talking. I'm going to look up Twilight, the regular Twilight. Okay. Anyway, um, I chose Bella Thorne. She's been in a lot of things. Uh, most recently, and notably, um, she was in. I've heard. I've seen none of these fucking movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen any movies. Not a single one ever. Um, Robot Chicken. Shoot, that's a short. Um, Fuck, I've, like, never seen anything she's been in. Um, oh, Bella Thorne, Pussy Mine. Music video. What? Did yes. she sing, so, so Oh, Rachel- Midnight Sun. She was in... Okay, sorry. Okay, so Rachel Lefevre played... Um, the fuck is it called? What's her name? Uh, the I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, the uh, Rebecca. What the fuck is it? What, what the hell is the, the character's name? Uh, Victoria. And I'm pretty oh, sure. Yes. Okay, uh, Twilight. What the fuck is it called? Uh, the second one, New Moon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, New I Moon know. Was actually, my favorite one. I fucking know too much about this goddamn series. Yeah. Um. Oh, she, um, do you remember Bella was in the Duff? That was like one of her most. I liked the Duff a lot. I guess it's a book too. I mean, it's a YA Is book, it? but yeah. Um, oh no, R- Rachel Lefevre still plays Victoria in this one. There's they did replace her at some point though. I'm almost did positive. They? Almost positive. I, maybe I'm thinking of them. What's the third book? Break. Eclipse. Eclipse. Maybe that's the one. Okay. Keep hold, please. Um, I, uh, where, when did, when did Victoria die? The fourth book, I assume. I don't know. Uh, third one, maybe. Isn't there like a big fight in the third one? I'm embarrassed to say I still own all of those books. Do you, do you remember? I was in, yes. Okay. It's not Bella Thorne. I'm sorry, guys. I'm the worst. Bryce Dallas Howard. They, the, she took the role as Victoria oh. in the third movie. I thought it was because okay. these fucking redheads, you guys, whatever. I know. As someone okay. who's got a little bit of red in her hair, I can say that. Um, talk to me about who your Libby is. So at one point, Libby's hair is pink. 
Oh, yes. So my first thought. So I was not going to do Libby, but somebody like every fucking single time someone mentions getting their hair dyed pink. Mm -hmm. My brain goes to this person because I've always wanted to dye my hair pink when I because I want I always wanted to do like I wanted to work at a record store and I wanted to dye my hair pink like this person. Oh, my God. I'm very excited. Yes. Gwen Stefani, because yep. my God, that ex-girlfriend video where she's got the most gorgeous pink hair and dress and she's fucking Gwen Stefani. So throw a leg over it. So she's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's immediately when someone says, I'm going to dye my hair pink. I'm like, oh, Gwen Stefani. So when in this book, when she's talking about, I've always wanted to dye my hair pink. I was like, me too, girl. Me too. She's and immediately beautiful. went there. And I was like, you know, it actually kind of fits because Gwen is kind of like, She's quirky. She's very quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She's absolutely fucking gorgeous. And that second yep. picture where her... Wait, she looks like Marilyn Monroe. I just want to fucking... Yep. I want to make out with her big lips. Anyhow. Yeah, fair. Yep. There you go. Fair. All right. Give me your Nora. I approve very much. You can also um, cut out okay. half of that stuff about Twilight since it does not apply. It doesn't matter. Um, okay, so we're talking about Nora. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Um, I probably, I remember talking about this person before. Okay. Um, and it's possible that I've cast her in other, in other books as well. Mm. Oops. Um. You might, speaking of no trespassing, was that not no trespassing? Was it? Mm, I don't don't remember. Um, okay. So anyway, uh, I chose Brooklyn Decker. As my Nora, mm-hmm. most in part because she has blonde hair, but also because not only is her blonde hair like she dyes it there at one point. Um, yeah. Uh, at one point, Charlie says, hang on, let me find. She has ice blonde hair. Yes. So at one point. Um, oops. Uh. At one point, he says, uh, got distracted by two gin martinis and a platinum blonde shark who wanted me dead. (laughs) And that becomes a thing that like her platinum blonde hair and that one of the things that she and Libby do is that they dye their hair, which is how pink uh, Libby ends up with pink hair. And so uh, Nora ends up with like sort of ash blonde hair, which is not super far off from her natural color. But my point is... Um, Brooklyn Decker has like mm-hmm. various shades of blonde hair. She's five foot ten and is slender, and that is something that is discussed in the book. And Brooklyn Decker is tall and slender. Um, she's she plays um one of the daughters in Grace and Frankie, which is why I said that we would again discuss Grace and Frankie later. Um, again, I think I have chosen her before. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. No, uh, gorgeous. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's tall. She's beautiful. I was, mean, what was the big show she was on? Was that Gossip Girl? I don't know. That was Blake Lively was on. Was Gossip Girl? Is that I'm IMDb. I bet you just fucking look it up. Look it up. Brooklyn Decker. She's uh, married to someone else famous. She's from uh, Ketterington, Ohio. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? Yes. Dayton, Ohio. I'm seeing Dayton, yep. Ohio. She's yep. 35 years old. God damn. Um, 
I'm trying to think of what her big things were. Chuck. Andy well, no. Roddick. Who is that? Oh, a tennis player. Oh, she, really? Yeah. Well, they must be dating. She's not listed as being married to him. Because uh, on her IMDb, he's not listed as spouse. Usually that is pretty good. With, like It says spouse when I Googled. They've been married in 2009. Hmm. Well, Children Hank I and like, Stevie. I like Andy Roddick. Coolio, I like it. I yeah. can see it. You're not going to like mine. I mean, oh, I don't know if you're going to like it or know. not. I don't mean, it's, it's Okay, so I went for tall, not so much skinny. Because this woman, and it could be also that Sandman's on my mind, and she's in Sandman, she plays Lucifer. But All right, all right. I am going with a very... I'm excited is what I am. Extremely tall woman. <gasps> Ooh. Gwendolyn Christie. She's okay, not even in okay. the age range, but... Damn, you couldn't find a taller, more beautiful woman than this fucking woman. Hair, she's gorgeous. She's fucking gorgeous. She's like, she's uh, like, she's like six something. I mean, guys, like, so she's not going to be a tiny waif because she's six something, you know? Mm -hmm. So she's got some meat on her bones and everyone, you know, and everyone's like, well, she's plus size. But no, no, she's not. One, no, she's not. She's not plus size. She's just tall. She's just tall, guys. Um, but she's fucking gorgeous. I mean, she was Captain Phasma in Star Wars. She's was uh, a Bryn on Game of Thrones. You know her. She's a big, tall, blonde lady. Um, she's British. Um, she, yeah, she's just most recently um, in The Sandman as Lucifer, which I was she's like, beautiful. this is a good choice. She's beautiful. Um, and all I can think of, and honestly, when I thought about like her and Gwen Stefani together as like siblings, I was like, Actually, I kind of like it. it. I kind of yeah, like it. Yeah, I can it. see it. I kind of like it. So that's my. Uh, okay, that's my fair. Number. I like it. Mm -hmm. I like it. Which will make it will be really funny with my, with with <laughs> with my Charlie. Yeah, you know, go for your Charlie. I'm sending you a photo. Okay. Um. So my Charlie, I have actually never seen this dude in anything, but I have a feeling that you will know who he is. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you just sent just... me. I mean, you just sent me Gwendolyn. I know. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I know I did. Okay. I like it a lot. She's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, I know. I purposefully did that. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to put that in the spank Oops. bank. Thank you. Do it. Oh, Zachary Levi. Yep. I love Zachary Levi. So have you, I chose. Have you heard him sing? Well, besides. No. Wait, wait, hold. Guess you have. You've watched Tangled, so yes, you've heard Zachary Levi sing. <gasps> oh, yes. Okay, so he was the prince in Tangled. So, yes, I have heard him sing. Um, yeah. You've not heard him sing Broadway. He sings, he's a Broadway yeah. star, too. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, excellent point. I chose Zachary Levi. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I'm very excited. He is, like, I. what I wanted was, like, someone in their 30s with, like, salt and pepper hair. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then I saw him, and I was like, yes. That would be him. Oh, he's so right. He should Shazam. That was cute. I like that movie. He is also like 6'3", so he's like a little bit taller than her, even though in the book, like, he specifically says, like, I am your height. Yes. Yes. Because she, like, that's the part of... Balake. Mm. He cleans up nice. That blue suit. Jeez yep. Louise. He's also, from what I understand, a super nice dude. So He fucking better be. That's right. all I've got to say with that. Right. Right. I like it. I like it a lot. God, he's beautiful. 
I like it. God, he's very pretty. I know. I know. Yep. So pretty. Ugh. All, all the legs over. All of them. At some point, I'll send you uh, with him in uh, She Loves Me. God. Oh, speak. Okay. Well, okay. So, speaking of, it's actually. You know what? Your choice is actually fucking perfect because she oh. loves me is based on shop around the corner, which is then, which what is what you've got Vela's based off of. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So, actually, she loves me is based on the good old summertime, which is also based on the same book that comes that that all of these come from. So. Um. It's like Inception. Mm-hmm. And, yes. And he's fantastic in it. So Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I, just, I, can, I can hear him singing, she loves me. Anyhow. Um, so, anyhow. Would you like my... Uh, yes, um, of course I would. Okay. Um, so, mine, you have to imagine me. Like, I went, like, completely off script for both of mine. Do it. Um, he's not tall. That's okay. He's pocket-sized. We can stretch him out. And I think, it's, I think it's interesting that I picked the person that was in Star Wars with beloved Gwen- uh, Gwendolyn Christie is is Oscar Isaac because yeah, I was thinking okay. of like curly hair. Yeah. Um, it's, it's I see it. It's obviously that like you know um, what's his face is uh, Charlie is Italian, but um, mm. I because he's got salt and pepper curly hair and he I mean yeah and we well actually we don't know because. Mm, Okay. Well, um, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. But I was like, salt and pepper curly hair. What's one man that I know who has certain pe- salt and pepper curly hair? It's dressed, you know, and dresses well. That'd be my my man Isaac Oscar Isaac. Love it. Yep. Pocket Absolutely. size. It's fine. And I think honestly, it's kind of hot when I think about him. Like he's obviously married and has children, but it'd be actually kind of hot with him dating Gwendolyn Christie, who I believe is married and has children herself. But it'd be kind of hot. Oscar Isaac is only five nine. He is short. That's okay. It's okay. She's like, yeah, again, like 6'2". So, I mean, it'd be really funny, but kind of hot. Legitimately, him standing next to... Uh, who's the redheaded woman that he was just on a thing with? Oh, um... Uh, 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 um... Oh God, the one I confuse Bryce Dallas Howard with all the time. Uh, um... Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. She's it's not in... Sh- Okay, it's marriage story. That's what it's called. Not not marriage story. It's no. called uh, scenes from a marriage. Scenes from a marriage. Look that up. Yes. It's, yes. And he has like his arm around her, and just like the like he kisses, or maybe she has his arm around him, and he kisses like her arm. Jessica Chastain. <sighs> yes, and I died. I died. Yeah. Oh, because everyone was like, "Please let this be Gomez and and Morticia Adams." I was like, "Yes, yes." And it's like the hottest thing. The female gaze, one thousand percent. Yeah, he he could he can handle being with a taller lady. Yeah, I feel like he would not be. Um, I think he'd be fine to have someone suffocate him with their thighs. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna send you this because I think it'll make you laugh. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I could have probably used him. That him would have been Adam Driver. That's true. That what him would have been fuck? Adam Driver. I should have used Adam Driver. That's okay. <sighs> it's okay. I mean, we'll save Adam for another day. 
Yeah. Mama, Mama Ray uh, sent me a picture today of, um, or yesterday, of she bought our new shirt. So if you you follow us so much (laughs) and you know we have some merchandise in our store one is our new shirt and i think you should buy it i think it'll be amazing and we want to spread the word funny of uh chiclet book club podcast what does it say uh it says uh i ain't sorry for shit what is that you wouldn't have it any other way i love it so much i love it i love it i love it um so yeah, I mean, if you guys, you know, whatever, <laughs> if you want to like buy a shirt and like support at the the show, please do. Please do. Threadless.com. Just look up our show, or we have it in the notes. So fucking just look there. Anywho, mm-hmm. what is coming up? Oh my god, I'm super excited for what we, we have coming up. Actually, you know what? Let's do what we're reading, what we're watching, we're listening to first, and then we'll oh, run sure. into it. Okay. What yeah. are you reading, my dear? So basically what I've been reading lately is things that we need to read for the podcast um, and also books from E.L. Coslow because we love her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I did read recently that I have not discussed on the podcast is um, friend of the show, Amy Penza, Yay. has put out a couple things recently. I would do a Jordan. Hey, Amy. <laughs> hey, Amy. Uh, and one of them was called Moon Destiny. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, but I will read anything that Amy writes. So I was writer. like, it's mm-hmm. fine. So um, I read it anyway, regardless of whether I thought I would like it or not. Because what it is, is like, it's like a father of my ex kind of romance. Oh, okay. And it, yeah. It's hot, though. <laughs> It's hot though. <laughs> it's hot though. Um, it's spicy, spicy though. You know, spicy. Somebody put spicy some ranch dressing in this. I think scale. it's a little spicy. Key. Okay. Um. <laughs> it's also dual perspective. Ten thousand percent recommend. All right, all right. Um. But basically, what happens is that like, so the heroine, how it starts out is that like, she is on a trip with. Um, her boyfriend and she's like this is clearly not working out we should probably just break up and then he dies <laughs> okay didn't see that coming okay <laughs> well he's not the hero so he dies mm-hmm. and the hero is his dad okay and it's not creepy it's truly like I can understand how people would be like I don't like this I mean we legit already. just talked about Dane Cook <laughs> Who's 50 years old getting engaged to his 20-year-old girlfriend. Yes. However, like, it's not... I'm not into, like, that kind of thing, but don't worry, is all I'm saying. (laughs) Don't don't worry. Don't worry. Um, It's very much, like, he... The hero of the story, like, it's paranormal. So werewolves are involved, like, it's... Ghosted. Faded mates got yes. Faded, Faded mates, mates, I love it. Yeah. Yes. So like, there's not. Wait, is he? Is he? You said he's a werewolf. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. You had me up. Yeah. yeah. And so is the boyfriend, but she never knew it. Oh, okay. All right. right. So like, it. he dies, and then it, it's discovered that like the dad of the boyfriend is like her faded mate. And she nearly dies, so, like, she sa- he saves her life. Like, he bites her so that she, like, doesn't die. 
No, she's a fucking werewolf. Anywho, it's worth it, is all I'm saying. Um, I had my doubts, even knowing Amy is like an author and also is a human being. I was like, I don't know about this. Like, the trope, I don't know that I can handle. But, like, I Yeah. Is there any use of the word daddy? No, there is not. Okay. I mean, Amy right there, A plus in my book. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. It's not about that. Nope. She has, like, one of those books, but this one is not about that. Yeah, and I mean, we, everyone knows, the world knows how we feel about the word daddy. You and I are not into that. Nope. This is nothing like that mm-hmm. and worth it. Yep. Throwing like it. it out there. I like it. If you liked, I will say this, if you read her first book, What a Wolf Desires, you will like What this a book. Wolf Wants, What a Wolf Needs. What a Wolf Needs. <laughs> what a Wolf <laughs> What a, I don't remember. The rest of the, I don't, remember the I don't even song. know. I remember the rest of it. Also, nope. you and I, product same of the eighties, same brain. Also, so hashtag same brain. Yep. Hashtag same brain. Anyway, I'm, what are you reading? One. <laughs> your nightmare brain is my favorite. Your nightmare brain. Um, <laughs> so what I'm reading is I had a bunch of fucking books to read last week, guys. At one point, I told Ver- <laughs> I told Veronica. I uh, I have two re- reviews to write this weekend. It's a lot. It's a lot, and it could possibly have been three, but then I moved things around. So, um, what I am going to recommend is um, I don't know if I've recommended. Uh, this is actually my first. Actually, besides of, of a novella of Susan Craig's, Susanna Craig's is. Um, I get an arc of every rogue has its charms, and I absolutely love the covers of these books. They're so cute because it looks like it's it's like it's a historical romance, but it looks like it's spray painted. It's super cute, um, okay. and um, so we also, we have a marriage oh, of yeah. Ken, we have like uh, a scandal, you know, forced marriage, but he leaves literally like four days into the marriage, and then they don't they don't, um, uh, they like he's gone for six years the fuck man so i have written a review um i i love these books but i hate them at the same time because okay. a lot of the trope is he comes back and either the the wife is now like a um like a social like uh, like a pariah no it's never usually that it's usually always like she's like the the she's gone from an introvert to a supreme extrovert or now oh. she's like totally involved in her social causes which is both are great but i mean it's so the same like i can't it doesn't feel realistic to me this one feels realistic where at one point when a a separate character says like there's no judgment and there's no empathy i don't actually know how to feel about her because she stands tall and she keeps her head up but she wears a veil oh because she wears a veil where she go everywhere she goes because she is still like kind of like a social pariah but she's like she knows her worth she's a fucking uh duchess so fuck you all like um but so it's and he's scarred he has had he's visibly scarred from um of course the war and Mm -hmm. um like no no actually i'm sorry that was it was an accident that was horrific. Actually, I have to say, like that was actually one part of a book that I've read about an accident. Because right, because he a horse fell on him, oh, and the horse falling on him actually almost the horse's hooves almost at one point it actually kept it, it severed it severed bones in his legs, oh, and they were Jesus. trying to keep them together. 
Okay. Yeah, so he's scarred. He's horribly scarred. So, like, he's he's had a rough go of it. Um, but he's also a spy. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. I like, I like, I like. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So All a right, lot right, of, right, there's right. a good part of it that's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Yeah, and there's like there's definitely murder attempts and stuff like that. So I I loved it. I thought it was great. Like uh, it. I actually I went and got the second book in the series because I liked that. I liked the description of that one. I liked how she read. You know, she wrote. So I was like, you know, I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in, baby. All right. 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 Okay. Shake it like a polar bomb picture. Picture. All right. So now we get to. I, Bucky, Whoa. no, Bucky, Bucky, no, <laughs> no, no, um, no. <laughs> um, I'm trying to pull back up my, I think my screen here, um, all right, so now we're going to go to, what are we reading and what are we listening to? I haven't been listening to shit, except for Knowledge Fight and B3. Okay, so... Uh, same. Um, well, not B3, I've been on it. Um, I've been listening to Knowledge Fight. I've been, like, just waiting for the new episodes because I have been listening to the fucking Alex Jones trial. Um, it's been very intense. Yeah, you can find the court. Like, I would recommend if the next... There's a live stream cases, of the court. There's a, yeah. there's a live stream of court, the court. Also, Lawn... I think it's Lawn Crime Network also has live stream, too. Which is kind of cool because I think at the end I haven't watched I've only watched one video from them but they at the end they they kind of a recap of everything that's going on, um, but um, what I'm excited about if you have not read if you're not listened at least we talked about before to bring it a full circle is Sandman, um, yep. the BBC dramatization uh, on Audible it's fucking fantastic um, James McAvoy plays Dream. Uh, Michael Sheen plays um, Lucifer. I'm trying to think of uh, Taron Edgerton does uh, John Constantine. Which FYI for uh, the the show on Netflix, it's Joanna Constantine. And I'm sure there's oh. out there there's people out there doing like fucking Morpheus Joanna Constantine fanfics right now because they're the, the chemistry between those two is fucking off the screen. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm listening to. Nice, I love it. All right. Do you want me to just read where people can find us? Um, wait, what do we have coming up? Oh, we have a guest coming up! Friends of the show. Yeah. People who've been listening for a while will know how much we love it when Lee comes on the show. This will be three times? The third show? time Lee has come on the show total. Because yeah. he came on for boyfriend material, and then he came on for red, white, and royal blue, and he is coming back for husband material. No, he's been, it's the fourth time. He was on for Satisfaction Guarantee. <gasps> You're right. Okay, so this is the fourth time Lee will be on the show, because clearly we love him so much. Um, one of the uh, awesome things that I learned also last week is that Okay, so Boyfriend Material from Alexis Hall. If you haven't read it yet, why not? Please go read it. It's one of the best um, books ever written. Thank you very seriously much. Seriously, one of the best fucking books. I love it so much. The second book in the series is Husband Material. Um, and that came out this week. So um, we will be reviewing that with Lee very soon. That's our next episode, August 23rd. That will release. We also learned... That there will be a third book in this series called Father Material. Mm -hmm. 
coming out in 2023, I will probably die. Okay, so then the the last book that we have scheduled ahead of that is Road to Fire from Maria Louis. Or Louis. Mm-hmm. Or Louis. Regardless. I actually got another one of her books, too. And I was like, I should read this Did before. You? Yeah, I can't think of what the name of it is right okay. now. I'm very excited. Um, so that'll be September 6th. And then we will go into Hispanic Heritage Month. Which we have to decide what we're going to read. So yes, we'll and we have some ideas, but we have not decided yet. Um, it, er, and remember, Hispanic Heritage Month is like half of September and half of October. It starts like yeah. the fifteenth of September, goes to like the fifteenth of October. It's not like a one to thirty bookend. Right. Um, so we will figure that out. Um, but that's mm-hmm. all we know at this point. Well, because we'll have a spooky. So it'll go from we'll have like, a spooky book in like October eighteenth. We'll have a spooky book. Yeah. Um, okay, so places where people can find us is our website is chickletbookcodepodcast.com. Our merch is chickletbookcodepodcast.threadless.com. Our Twitter is at chickletpodcast. Our TikTok is chickletbookclub. Our Pinterest is chickletbookclubpodcast. Our email is chickletbookclubpodcast.gmail.com. Our Instagram is chickletbookclubpodcast. Or find our YouTube. Our YouTube is actually doing very surprisingly well. Um, I have some love ideas. listening to podcasts on YouTube. Well, so for B3, we've done some like offshoots of um, things for uh, for YouTube, and it's actually been pretty fun. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking of ways we can do it on our end. So let's All right. we'll talk. Um, we have a Patreon again. I'm, I'm 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 it's included in here. Please support us. It does cost us money to put like to put the show up together. Like to put up. I mean, it's fine. We can keep this going. We're not. Gonna, this is we're okay. Like, we, we're okay. We're not going to be we're, like. We're not going to like shut down. No. No, but it'd be nice if like we could have some support of some sort because yeah. And then I want to say also like another double like hey for our um our GoFundMe because it's not for us that is separate that is for uh, apiary and that is mm-hmm. not for us um that mm-hmm. is for women re- reproductive rights and mm-hmm. um so if you are like if you're like hesitant like I don't know what I want to like if you don't want to if you don't want to give for one feel free to like you know for the Patreon whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. That is us. Hey, my friend. Love that. Yeah. My mm-hmm. gorgeous friend. Yes. How do we end this thing? In the most obnoxious way possible. <gasps> Bye. Bye. It always cuts out. <laughs> Breaking the sound barrier. <laughs> We are the worst. <laughs> we are the worst. Yep. Uh-huh. We know it. It's okay. We know it. She's really singing tonight. Mm-hmm.